the phase that I'm in right now, which yes, we might be in a different phase than you are listening to this, but we are, we're all in growth phases that are, that are challenging to us. This happens to be the current one I'm in. Uh, it's hard. And when, when it's hard, sometimes that leaches into you adopting tasks in the business that you don't want to do or adopting tasks in the business that should someone else should be doing, but you aren't delegating them well, you're not communicating the vision well, or you're not communicating why or, or what the thing should be, you know, what the thing is. And so you end up adopting the task and then you end up doing a bunch of things that are draining your energy and you end up not liking your work anymore. And then you start looking for other things going back to that two year turn and burn cycle. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Carrot Cast. Now, the Carrot Cast, we're usually diving in doing interviews with amazing real estate investors, amazing real estate agents. Now, in these episodes, every Thursday, they're the Trevor Truck Talks, where you get to hear behind the scenes of the mindset shifts I'm going through as a CEO of one of the fastest growing companies in America and the mindset shifts you can take to run your business and win back your freedom as well. Let's dive into this episode. Hey, y'all. <clears throat> Heading to the office this morning early. Just actually just got back from an amazing uh, family vacation. We went to, shoot, we went uh, camping at a place in Oregon called Diamond Lake, uh, which we go every year with my brother, my older brother, and his family. And then we drove directly from Diamond Lake to uh, Boise, Idaho for a night and then checked out um, Twin Falls. Was it Twin Falls? Uh, checked out Twin Falls, Idaho. I think it's Twin Falls. Um, and then we went over to Jackson Hole, Wyoming for two nights, which was amazing. We definitely want to go back to Jackson. Uh, so much stuff to do. It's kind of like, so gr- growing up in Oregon, um, we have a lot of farms, ranches, a lot of those things around the area already. Um, but there's something about Jackson Hole where it's just awesome. It's amazing. It's, it's even more green than Oregon, which is kind of crazy. Um, and then we went up to the Tetons, Yellowstone for four nights, which was crazy, crazy cool. Uh, man, uh, same thing. I want to go back. And so we're already starting to plan our next trips. We're, we're starting to plan a uh, trip down to Yosemite next year and Reds and Redwoods and then probably hit Rushmore. And we're just going to try to hit uh, a new national park that we haven't been to every single year uh, as far as we can uh, as the kids are young. That'll be that'll be a blast. Uh, we're looking forward to it. The kids are looking forward to it. And it was fun. Um, so I'm, I'm driving back to the office and just thanking a lot because uh, as you guys have been hearing uh, in these Trevor Truck Talks lately, uh, and for those who were at the last Carrot Camp, you guys and gals got to hear in deep detail how I'd kind of hit the the end of my, my vision runway uh, in mid-2020 or so. And go back and listen to that episode of the podcast where I talk about vision and hitting your runway. Uh, did you Have you run out of runway in your vision? And it really, really resonated big time with a bunch of carrot campers. Uh, Chris from Florida, who uh, shoot, he had his first uh, seven-figure net year, net profit year last year. He was at the last carrot camp, and uh, his team they didn't have a vision, they didn't have a a written vision down, and that was one of the big light bulbs for him. Was shoot, you know, we had the seven-figure net, but what's next? Uh, what's next? And what, what's usually next if you don't have a crystal clear vision on where you're wanting to go that excites the crap out of you that you can sell to your team as well and excites the crap out of them? What usually happens is you end up just going for more dollars, right? That the dollar amount just gets bigger, and then eventually, uh, your that dollar amount is going to mean less and less for you. 
And then you're going to be looking at it as, shoot, well, I'm making all this money. Am I enjoying life? And if you're not enjoying life, if you're not enjoying your work, then you're going to start to find other things to do, get distracted, not like your work anymore, not want to wake up to do the work that had created that business for you that's making all that money now. And then you're going to end up self-sabotaging your business. uh, So your business actually goes downhill. And then you've got to save it and it might get exciting again because now you've got to save this dying business and your focus and your vision is hyper-focused now because it's to save the company, right? And so that 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 pattern I call the two-year uh, turn and burn cycle, a uh, two to three-year turn and burn cycle. <clears throat> and it's really, really common with entrepreneurs. So we're, we're doing our next Carrot Camp this September, if you're listening to this in 2021, in September. So go to carrotcamp.com. And no matter when you're listening to this, what year we do Carrot Camps, May and September, just go to carrotcamp.com. The spots fill out, fill up every single time. This last time they filled up in a week, 15 spots in a week, and we limit them to 15 people. Number one, for the size of the venue. And we can't fit a lot more than that, plus many people on our team in the venue. Uh, But uh, check it out, guys, carecamp.com. So we're going to be diving into that in even more detail in the September camp with campers. But the reason I'm bringing this up is this. Okay, as I'm driving back into the office, and we have our company retreat next week. And it's our first company retreat, uh, first in-person company retreat uh, since COVID started. We usually do them every six months, July and January. And the last couple have been uh, have been virtual and they've been amazing. They've been amazing, but they've been virtual. And this is gonna be in person. So we have almost 50 people that were flying into Oregon. We rented an entire historic resort, historic hotel in Hood River, Oregon. And we're gonna be there for the whole week. Uh, the whole week this next week. And so it's got me really thinking about the business, really thinking about, um, you know, what message does everyone need to hear? What is it that people need to get excited about? And like I said, last year, as I had ran out of my vision, ran out of the runway, my vision, because I'd reached the end of my five-year written vision statement. And I hadn't, uh, kind of hadn't been inspired to come up with what the next three to five years is. That starts to trickle down to the team. And we started to feel it this past three, four, five, six months where you know, there are certain people on the team that weren't as connected with the new vision as I had thought or hoped. And, and then you start to see the same thing with those people that happens with the entrepreneur is they start to go, okay, well, what's my vision? Where am I going towards? Uh, do I have anything to connect to? <clears throat> and then if they're not loving their daily work, what happens is the person just doesn't enjoy the work anymore and they might start looking elsewhere, right? And so if you have a team, uh, you as the entrepreneur are going to precede the thoughts of the team by probably six to 12 months. So if you're insanely excited about the vision of the business, you can get them excited in a rah-rah session, but you've got to keep driving that vision over and over and over again for six to 12 months before your team is really going to be fully locked in the way that you are, fully clear the way that you are about it. It's not going to happen on one rah-rah session. And that's something that I've learned you know, several times over the years. And each time I'm go, I go, man, it, it feels like I've spoke the vision so many times, but, but uh, it feels like, you know, some people aren't grasping it still. It's because I'm not speaking it enough or I'm speaking it to people that are around me closely, like my leaders, but then everyone else doesn't get to hear it uh, from me or they're not hearing the same version of the vision because it's kind of, kind of like a game of telephone through your leaders. So how is this relevant to any person, an agent or an investor, even if you're a one man or one woman show? Uh, it's, it's this right here, guys is if you don't have a vision, something that uh, I I like to do is 
have a clear vision for my business. It's like, hey, here's where I want to have the, the business go. I have a clear vision for my life. That's my my life vision story. I've talked about it in past episodes of the podcast. Just look up my vision story podcast episode. We'll link it up in the show notes. But I think you should always have something really, really big and exciting and scary that you're working on with maybe 10% of your time. Okay. So don't kill your primary business that's bringing in the money, that's bringing in the revenue. You should have something really, really exciting and big that is a secondary side hustle that's a big mission item that's something really exciting that fuels you, that your business ideally can fuel as well, that that is so big, it's a 50-50 coin flip whether you'll actually achieve it or not, but it's so big that you're gonna carve out 10% of your time all the time to really drive this forward and push it and it excites the crap out of you. So no matter what your daily average normal work day looks like right now, even if it's not exciting to you anymore because you've already reached the the revenue level that you're looking for and it's kind of become humdrum and you're just maintaining your business now, what is that one thing that can excite the crap out of you that your business can fuel, but but it doesn't have to have anything to do with your business? I'll give you a couple examples. And I'll kind of tell you where I am right now personally too. So one example is uh, here in Roseburg. Okay, one thing that really excites me is I'd love, love, love to be a big part of actually rebuilding downtown in Roseburg and, and really having, uh, making a big mark and, and bringing new business to Roseburg. And I've made some headway on that over the years. I started the Young Entrepreneur Group, which became the largest Young Entrepreneur Group in the state of Oregon. And I handed that off to a group here in town that runs it now. Um, they call it Growth Talks now. Uh, we started the Loft Entrepreneur Workspace, which is amazing and I love it and that's where the the care offices are that's where carrot camp is held and we have other amazing entrepreneurs there who are doing crazy crazy things there I love it um and then we bought the building next door which is a historical building and we're currently in the process of renovating it we have two new businesses downstairs which is awesome but I feel like I'm only spending like a third of a percent of my time there and it's kind of failing a little bit it's not it's not really growing it doesn't feel like I'm really growing the skill set of how to do historical renovations yet. Things are limping along. Things are not moving as fast as I want to have them move because I'm not really clear on what I want to do. I'm not really crystal clear on what is the outcome here? What's the financial outcome so I can really carve out real money to make this actually happen? If there's a real financial outcome, should I hire someone to run that part of it for me? Right. And when you're not crystal clear about the thing, it's really hard then to allocate money or time or resources or hire to take that uh, hill and to really tackle that thing. If you're not really clear on what the heck it is that you're doing. And that's where I am with the Roseburg kind of revitalization is I've got my hands in a couple things here and there, but there's no real plan. There's no real clarity in the plan. I'm excited about the opportunity for helping to create change, but I'm not clear on what my role is in it. So I need to carve out some time because I've only got, like I said, less than 1% of my time is going into it and I'm not putting enough time into that. So that's my question that's kind of stewing in my mind is, is that my one big exciting thing that's outside of carrot? Okay. There's another thing that, that pops up in my mind. And this one to me is actually even more exciting, which can fuel the change in Roseburg more. Um, but same thing, I haven't carved out the time or resources yet. And now I'm, gonna, I'm going somewhere with this podcast, y'all. I'm telling you what is on my mind about the big thing that's outside of Carrot where I spend 10% of my time that excites the crap out of me and 50%, 50%, uh, 50% uh, coin flip whether I can achieve it or not. It's big, 
It's exciting. Could become bigger than carrot if I do it right. Right. But then I'm going to walk you through why I don't feel like I'm nailing it yet in those things, what I'm going to be changing this summer moving forward. And also, I'll kind of give you a deep, deep, deep look into my psyche too, because we are in a hard spot of carrot, you know, where we're almost 50 employees and that 30 to 50 employee uh, jump is, is hard. It's, it's very interesting. It's something I, I'm, it's, I'm insanely excited to learn how to lead through this because like I've talked in past Carrot Camp or Carrot Cast episodes, uh, at this point in Carrot, I have to lead through it by um, building an amazing leadership team and coaching them well to results, okay? In the previous phases, the previous stages, like I've talked about in previous episodes, uh, you have to essentially delegate, delegate tasks, and then you're delegating projects. So you find people who are really amazing at getting outcomes and creating, and creating um, you know, shipping things. Okay, shipping projects, shipping things that create results. And then after you have, after you delegate projects, then you delegate results. Now you're delegating, you find a person who can say, who you can say, hey, I want to go out and get 40 deals this year. Hey, I want to go out and execute online marketing and bring in 10, you know, 10 leads a week or whatever it is. And, And then you find the person who can already do that, who already knows how to do it. And they then are the owner of that result. And then you just hold them accountable. You coach them. You give them the resources. That's hard. Okay. What most of us are used to delegating are tasks. And you can only delegate tasks so far. Because number one, uh, you every time you delegate a task, a task bounces back to you to review or, or uh, give approval on. And after about six, seven, eight people you're delegating tasks to, you get overwhelmed. You can't do your, do your own work. Then you can delegate projects and, and now you can go up, you know, up above six, seven, eight employees at that point. Because now you can go probably to 20, maybe 25 max if you're just delegating projects out because now you have project owners, right? But if you're going to go over $10 million a year and over, let's say, 30 uh, employees or so, you have to start hiring people who already know how to do what you're wanting to do uh, and pay a lot more money for them and not just hire the cheap people, hire the expensive ones who are awesome and have an amazing track record and then pay them well and incentivize them well to hit results that you need hit. And so once again, why am I bringing this up? Because, because the phase that I'm in right now, which yes, we might be in a different phase than you are listening to this, but we are, we're all in growth phases that are, that are challenging to us. This happens to be the current one I'm in. Uh, it's hard. And when, when it's hard, sometimes that leaches into you adopting tasks in the business that you don't want to do or adopting tasks in the business that should someone else should be doing, but you aren't delegating them well, you're not communicating the vision well, you're not communicating why or, or what the thing should be, you know, what the thing is. And so you end up adopting the task and then you end up doing a bunch of things that are draining your energy and you end up not liking your work anymore. And then you start looking for other things going back to that two year turn and burn cycle. Right. And I've kind of waved in and out of that in the past three, four months or so, uh, let's say six months, maybe where I'll look at my week and I go, man, this week got eaten up by stuff again. You know, it didn't, it didn't have a lot of things that excite the heck out of me that really just drive that energy. Uh, my Thursday content days always, always give me energy. These podcasts give me energy, but there's just so many things in the business that I still haven't figured out how to lead well through. And I will, I'm positive. I will. Uh, but then I end up defaulting back to my own bad habits of adopting work that I should be finding the right person who's better at it than me, paying them well to do the work, uh, holding them accountable to the work, and then celebrating it once they nail it. 
and I've still kind of not nailed that in some of the tasks that are draining my energy right now. And so that is why I'm not spending that 10% on the big thing because I haven't been creating the mind space to be getting into that creative space as much. I haven't been creating the mind space to be able to pull out of some of those tasks I've adopted the past six to 12 months that drain my energy so I can then carve out the 10% of my time so I can focus on the big thing, on revitalizing Roseburg and really learning and, and building those, you know, those contractor contacts and really learning how to drive development well and swiftly and fast because uh, it's really, really slow right now. And hiring someone to do that possibly, reallocating part of a care team member's time to do that. Or once again, the, the, other, the second thing is I would love, 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 and this is gonna be a part of my future for sure, hopefully this year, I wanna start buying companies. I wanna buy companies that, that um, are really, really good products or really good companies that are complementary to Carrot and, and help build those companies to be even better. And same thing. I've had a lot of that in my back. I did hire a consulting firm, Cathedral Consulting, my friend Seth Buackley, who's been in the podcast a few times. Uh, they're actually helping us with the process right now. And that right there is, is hiring the who versus me having to figure out the how. And they're helping to streamline the process big time. And just a couple weeks ago, I brought in uh, Alex, my director of operations, into the fold. So it wasn't just me. And so I'm moving forward on that one, which is exciting. That, that to me is crazy exciting. That's crazy exciting. Looking at businesses and looking for businesses that are promising, that are complimentary to Carrot, that help add value to our customers, that I can go in and purchase, that have amazing cultures already, amazing teams, amazing products that are complimentary to ours, that I can go in and purchase and bring their team into the fold of Carrot's culture and make it even better and help and have their stuff make us even better. That excites me. And so what I'm doing moving forward, as I'm looking at the, uh, you know, as I'm looking at what I need to do for the, the company retreat this next week, I'm going, okay, for the sake of the business, I need to be, I need to be in a spot that I can really unleash the team, the genius on our team to go out and do what they do amazingly well. So they can do work that fires them up even more, that gives them even more energy, which means I need to uh, be in, in a spot that I, that can actually do that. And they can actually do more of the things that give me energy, like I talk about in the energy audit. Okay. So then I can spend more time. I can spend 10% of my time on the big thing, 10% of my time on going out there and finding companies to acquire and or 10% of my time going out there and figure out how to, de how to develop historical properties and, um, and rebuild downtown Roseburg. There's a third big thing, which this excites me as well, which feeds directly into Carrot, is I've actually um, become business partners with one of our customers in a market and we're crushing it. We're probably, 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 it's gonna be really close, uh, but we're probably gonna have our first $100,000 a month um, is gross wholesale profits, okay? We're wholesaling in a way that is not the way most people are wholesaling right now. We're paying more than most people are able to pay and we're selling for far more than 90% of wholesalers, 99% of wholesalers is selling for, okay? And we're not doing sub two, we're not doing any of that kind of stuff. We're not, I'm not saying that's bad, it's amazing, but that's just not what we're doing right now because we feel there's an 18 month to two year time period that this window is gonna be open where we can go in there and add so much value to the market, but build a seven figure business really fast uh, and bring in seven figures a year for the next one, two years and crush it and then kind of reposition uh, the model a little bit after that. But that excites me as well. But the cool thing about that is that's taking maybe 30 minutes a week of my time. 
30 minutes a week of my time, guys. And it's a $100,000 a month business already in month three of the business, which is crazy. And I'm a 50-50 partner in it. So add those numbers up, okay? 30 minutes a time a week, I deployed part of my team. I paid them money out of my own pocket, have them doing some things for me. And I'm gonna be making 50, 60 grand, <clears throat> you know, uh, this summer or uh, each and every month, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, with a very, very side hustle uh, business, but that's insanely complimentary to carry. And I'm actually gonna be recording content. The main reason I'm doing this, guys, because it gives me energy. I wanna record content that you guys can start to dive into and see what we're doing to build this business. 100% using online marketing. We're not doing any other marketing for this. 100% online marketing, 100% carrot, six-figure monthly business in month three of the business already, okay? So I'm gonna be documenting this content and showing you guys exactly how we're doing it. But let me, I, I know this episode has been a little bit roundabout. It's been a little bit kind of touched on this topic, touched on that topic. So I wanna kind of tie it into a bow here for y'all, okay? So let's tie it into a bow here for y'all. The big thing that I'm thinking about right now is what do I need to do over the next three weeks, four weeks uh, to be able to position myself in this company in a way where my team can go after the results with energy, do the work that excites them. Uh, we've got them unblocked so they can go out there and really make care in your lives even better. But then how do I free up 10% of my time to focus on an insanely big idea that may or may not work, but that excites me, that, is, that pulls me towards my life's vision, that gives me energy, and that no matter what my daily work at Carrot uh, ends up being on a given week, as long as I'm carving out 10% of my time that week for this new big thing, um, then I have an amazing week that gives me energy, that gives me joy, that gives me purpose and vision and passion, uh, even if the normal business isn't giving it to me in that moment. My, my aim is always to make sure that Carrot is giving me more energy than it's taking away. Some weeks right now, it's taking away a little bit more than it's giving me, but that, that right there gives me the focus and gives me the, the aim now to go out there and go, okay, what do I need to do? Take the energy out of it. Uh, what things are draining my energy? Who on the team can tackle those far better than I can? How do I delegate that well? How do I have good, healthy accountability? And now what do I replace that with in order to really go towards that big thing? So wrapping it into bow, guys, I want you guys to always have something really, really big and really, really exciting that is a side focus, a side hustle that takes up 10% or less of your time. Um, if it's less than 1%, it probably isn't going to become reality. It's probably going to become a, a distraction for you. But 10%, you can make movements on that. And then take the energy out of it. Go to care.com forward slash energy. Take the energy out of it and then figure out what things are draining your energy right now in your business that you can replace with the things that give you energy from this new big, uh, this new big focus, this new big side hustle, this new big thing, vision, whatever it is, and start to replace those this quarter with those activities and delegate the other things that are draining your energy. All right, guys. So what I'm going to talk about in a future episode is I want to talk deeper on delegation because it's a topic that comes up a lot at Carrot Camp. And I'm going to talk about my process for delegation and how I've grown this company to almost 50 employees and uh, what were what has been successful and what struggles I've had along the way as well. So guys, go to carrot.com forward slash energy, get the energy out of it. 
go to carrotcamp.com if you want to join me at the next carrot camp. It will sell out insanely fast. So go to carrotcamp.com. If you go there and there's the the, the link to actually read, uh, to actually apply and purchase a ticket, it means we still have tickets available. If the link is not there, it means we fully sold it out. Okay, so go check it out, carrotcamp.com. I want to change your life, change your business, and we'll talk soon, y'all. Thanks.